We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Hey, thanks for joining us for our Sports Central Year in Review as we catch up with Roger Franken-Williams and some of the great interviews that he's had throughout the year. Speaking with coaches and players, we have some special events and a lot of laughs, too. And we said goodbye to an iconic high school football coach. That's all coming up on our Sports Central. Here's segment number one as we join Roger speaking with Scott Williams, head coach of the Apaka Blue Darter basketball team, as they get ready for the district final game. Here's Roger. It's great to be with you today. Thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about Apopka's outstanding high school athletic program. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with John Peary. Always a lot of great insights from John Peary. And, of course, I encourage you to pick up this week's Apopka Chief and Planner where they have comprehensive coverage of Apopka Blue Darter Athletics as well as a lot of other great information as well, of course, about everything that's happened in the Apopka community. Right now we're pleased to be joined by Coach Scott Williams. As we've said before, Blue Darters have made it to the championship game in our district, and that game will take place tonight at 7 p.m. at Joe Sterling Gymnasium on the campus of Apopka High School. Let's go to Coach Scott Williams right now. Coach, uh, thank you for joining us. Glad to be here, Roger. Thanks so much. It's an exciting day to be a Blue Daughter. It really is. You know, certainly a district uh, postseason is always exciting no matter what, but especially it's very exciting when you reach the championship game. Uh, and, I, and you did that uh, with an opening uh, solid victory over Evans. And why don't we start by just you know, sharing with us about the game earlier this week uh, in the opening round where we uh, d- defeated Evan, the Evans Trojans. Well, I thought I thought our preparation going into the the Evans game was was really good, and you know we talked that you know the only way we felt like that they could hurt us is if uh, they turned us over and were able to get easy baskets, and if they hurt us on the glass. And and uh, in the first half in particular, we were really good in both areas. Um, we um, we handled their pressure a, a lot better, uh, not only just beating the pressure but attacking and scoring and then our our defensive rebounding in the first half was really good and um it's funny you kind of look up and at the end of the first quarter it's 19 nothing and it got to 23 nothing and i you you just kind of you're playing play by play and just trying to keep working on what you're doing well and didn't realize that that they were struggling so much to score but we knew that we'd been very good defensively against them in the half court during the season and felt like that if we could do that job again, that then it would just come down to us being uh, smart offensively. And we were, and uh, I thought it was a very solid performance. And uh, obviously we're going to need to continue to play at a high level um, moving forward as it gets very, very hard against a really good West Orange team tonight. And, And then whoever we play next Thursday in either university or Boone. We're speaking with Coach Scott Williams on Blue Darters Sports Central. Blue Darters take on visiting West Orange Warriors tonight in the district championship final, championship game. Um, now, Coach, what can you know, of course, I think one of the many things that make this tournament and this uh, game tonight exciting is the fact that we've played West Popkin. West Orange have played twice 
and we split with them. So they, they won over here. We won over there. What can you share with us about the West Orange team that we, we play tonight? They are they are maybe as deep of an offensive club as, as we've played all year. Um, maybe the only – the only team similar to that would be um, would be Orlando Christian Prep. Uh, in fact, we've only we've only given up more than 60 points um, uh, twice uh, since Christmas, and both times were to West Orange. Uh, I think they scored like 62 or something the first time, 61 the second time, and that's just largely because they they space the floor well. They've got really talented athletes who can get to the rim and um, and some guys that that make enough shots that you got to get out there and guard them. Um, and then you know they do a really good job defensively with their with their pressure and their traps. Um, they do some matchup zone and their length is effective with that. And so they pose a lot of weapons. Um, that um, you know, a lot of times high school teams aren't as versatile and as multi-dimensional as Eric Jones's club is. Uh, but it, for us, it comes down to we, you know, I, we were bitterly disappointed at our lack of attention to detail the last time we played them. Um, our our practice the day after we played them here and when we lost was a was a two and a half hour film session that was not pleasant to watch. And that's not to say that. West Orange wasn't better than us that night. They were. Um, but it's about the fact that we feel like, look, if we're going to be successful against them, we've got to be a lot better with details. And um, it's things that won't show up in the stat sheet, just some some elements of transition defense and some, some ways that we want to guard them and some ways we want to attack offensively. And if we're better with the details tonight, I'm certain that our effort will be great. I'm certain that you know our guys are going to be you know in the right frame of mind. I think we're playing good basketball, um, but uh, if if our attention to detail is good tonight, I feel like we have a we have a chance to be very successful and, and to get a win, which would which would be wonderful for our school and our program, and and then also guarantee us potentially two straight home games in the state playoffs. Which you know it's it's um, I, I like our club when we go on the road. I think we have a great mindset but once you hit the playoffs it's obviously a lot more fun if you get some home games so um you know even though both teams advance tonight there's still a lot at stake we're speaking with coach scott williams on blue daughter sports central presented by dr patrick st germain st germain chiropractic and burn fat orlando.com no coach and one of the you know interesting things about about the season is you know, the way that you finished in the second half of the season, you know, around, uh, I think right after the Christmas break, we were actually a little bit under 500. Now, of course, part of that, as we've talked about a lot, was you are playing a very challenging schedule by design from start to finish. But you continue to play a challenging schedule, and uh, I think you went, went one stretch where you went like 9 out of 10, and you've, you know, won almost every, you know, almost every game with a couple of exceptions here the second half of the season. Can you just talk about that aspect of our season? Well, obviously, you you start to feel better about yourselves, you know, when you go ten and three after Christmas, and like you said, we've won nine out of ten. Uh, I just think it's been that we've become a little bit, just a little bit better at both ends. Um, we are finding some better ways to be able to handle pressure. Um, our guards are getting a little bit smarter. We're getting into better spots. Um, and we still have our moments. I, you know, we're never going to be uh, an exceptional 
ball handling team. We just haven't haven't quite gotten to the point where I don't ever breathe deeply when we're seeing pressure. But you know, some you know, you are who you are, good and bad, warts and all. Um, defensively. Um, we've uh, gotten more consistent in terms of being a good defensive club. And then offensively, I think what's happened is we are we're learning to find that we have a lot of different guys that can be effective at that end of the floor and we're doing a, a better job at getting those guys shots and not you know not rushing things and our shot selection in general has been pretty good and um, you know it's it's once again it's just a, it's a lot of little things it hasn't been anything big um you know we've got a number of players that are contributing both starting and coming off the bench we think our depth is effective and appropriate and um we'll need those guys tonight um against west orange and um just love our kids I, you know even in, even when we were kind of scuffling along a little bit They've always wanted to be coached. They've been willing to be accountable. You know, that day we had a hard film study. None of them were making excuses. Um, and, and we really got into a couple of them about their poor effort and their poor preparation. And, you know, those kids just bounce right back, and we get back after it. And, you know, obviously since then, um, uh, I guess we have not lost since then. So, um, you know, hopefully tonight we'll be able to continue to take positive steps. We're speaking with Coach Scott Williams, Blue Darter head basketball coach for boys basketball at Apopka High School. Apopka takes on West Orange tonight in the district championship game. Tip-off 7 p.m. at Joe Sterling Gymnasium on the campus of Apopka High School. And I want to let you know, of course, we're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue. It's a beautiful day in Apopka, and we invite you to come on up and join us for lunch after the show. Coach, you know, one of the things I've enjoyed, and we've got about three minutes before our break, and um. And you can, hopefully you can stay with us after we take the break. Sure. Okay. Um, but I wanted to, one of the things I've enjoyed watching about this year's team is, it, and even go back to last year, but you seem to be very balanced. I mean, you've got guys that are, you know, and, and, and it seems like you have a lot of guys that kind of have an all-around game too. But 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 you know, not all of them, of course. But but it seems like you've got a lot of different elements, a lot of different guys. It seems like almost every guy on the roster brings something unique and different that 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 helps the team. Can can you address that? Absolutely. You know, I think that one of one of the things that's helped us offensively is I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm I'm pretty sure that since Christmas we have five guys that are averaging um, uh, about nine points a game or more. And so that means you're getting a lot of balance. You're getting a lot of guys that, that are making plays and have the ability to score. You know, then you go to the other end and we've got some kids that don't score a lot but are providing great defense. Um are helping us um, with our ball handling that are, um, you know, I think of Keeving ATN, who um, is kind of our, our third bigger body and is settling into a role where when he comes into the game, his energy and his athleticism are paying dividends and, you know, he's making plays for us. And we just, you know, you, you hit it on the head. We've got a, we've got a bunch of kids that, that all bring different things to the table and, you know, part of uh, part of the enjoyment of coaching them is that they they know what they do well, and they know what their teammates do well, and they're comfortable in their own skin. And um, you know, when that happens, you don't have selfishness and jealousy. It makes it a lot of fun to coach. Well, coach, we're going to go to that break here in just a moment. 
and when we come, we'll, friends, when we come back, we'll continue to speak with Coach Scott. We'll go ahead and take the break a little bit early. We'll go to, uh, we'll continue to speak with Coach Scott Williams, head boys basketball coach for the Blue Darters. When we come back from our break, and before we go to break, I want to once again remind you we're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue, right in the heart of downtown Apopka. We've got a lot of great group of uh, Central Floridians and Blue Darters already starting their weekend off great here at Porky's, and we invite you to come on up and join them as well. We'll be right back in a moment. You're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Please stay with us. It's the Sports Central 2018 year-end review. We'll be right back. Welcome back to our Sports Central 2018 Year in Review with Roger Franklin Williams. I am Pete Paquette. And we put together some of the best interviews that Roger had in 2018, including this one coming up, as he had a conversation with Athletic Director Russ Rumbles at Apopka High School. And Russ was giving us a year in review of the 2017-2018 Apopka Blue Darter Sports Teams. This takes us back to June of 2018 at Porky's. Let's join in on the conversation. We're speaking with... Athletic Director for the Blue Darters, Russell Wombles, and Apopka High School has had another outstanding season in the 2017-2018 school year, and that's what we're talking, kind of a season in review on the show today. And I want to let you know before we go back to Russell that Dr. Main, D.C., St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com support all the programs you hear on 1520 WBCW, Apopka's hometown station. And I want to let you know that if... You in pain? If you're in pain, call Doctor Saint Germain at eight five five. When in pain, that's eight five five. When in pain, and be sure to tell them you're in a popular blue darter. Now back to Russell Wombles, athletic director for the Blue Darters. Now, Russ, anything else you'd like to to, to talk about about baseball? Uh, no, not really. I think we kind of covered it. I mean, um, you know, I think it's important to note that. Uh, that our coaching staff is a bunch of hacks on the golf course, and that's another, <laughs> another reason I hire them. So, uh, you know, basically one of the one of the qualifications when you're interviewing for a coaching job uh, is you have to be worse than me on the golf course. So, so I've done very well in hiring from that perspective. That's good. Well, so how is your your golf game most recently? I know it's always good. Well, it's 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 much better than theirs, and that's the most important. <laughs> now. Now I'd like to um, let's just talk. I want to talk about bowling briefly, at least, or you know, not briefly or not so briefly. But you know, that's just one of the most incredible stories that I know of anywhere in sports. Yeah, you know, in the fact that the kind of legacy that they've got five consecutive state championships in the state of Florida. You know, as, as you know, as we all know, winning one state championship's very, very difficult. Getting that second one is even more difficult. They've put five together consecutively. And, and I think one of the really fascinating things about the story is, you know, the, they've had a complete turnover by this point. This has gone on so long. The guys that really got us to that level, you know, got that first, earned that first state championship. Players, coaches, whole nine yards um, are no longer around. Um, you know, of course, you know, there's a couple of guys, you know, that are around Bud, and we want to talk about him, of course, acknowledge him. But you know, it's just it's 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 really sustaining itself right now, which is really amazing. And of course, there are a million different ingredients there, a million different moving parts. But it, to me, it just makes a it makes for a very very interesting story. 
and can you talk about you know, this year's team? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, the 2017-2018 the team. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty amazing story. I mean, like you said, you know, it's one thing to do it two or three years in a row, but when you do something five years in a row, you basically have an entirely new kids the fifth year uh, versus the first year. There's not one single person around that, that was on the first state championship team. So it's, it's amazing. And uh, uh, obviously very good coaching. I mean, uh, you know, Doug Campbell and his and, and those guys with him do a tremendous job, and, and coaching is probably a little underrated. But um, they do a good job, and, you know, obviously there's, there's a pretty good youth program going on in Apopka otherwise. You know, it, you know, it just don't happen. But I, you know, I like to say the most amazing thing about it is not the fact that it's a different group of people. To me, the most amazing thing is it is the toughest state championship to win. It's and, and people, most people do not understand that, uh, and it's hard to grasp. Um, but you know, if we're competing for a state football championship, we're competing against 75 schools, give or take. I don't know the number off the top of my head. Same thing in baseball; it's going to be around 80. You know, basketball, things of that nature. But in bowling, it's about 200 schools. So I mean, essentially, it's going to make it about it's going to make it about two and a half times more difficult to win a state championship in bowling than it is in you know the the other team sports. So that's just you know an amazing thing. And um, you know, I was saying before that, you know, we went into the, first of all, anyone who has never been in, at the state uh, bowling championship, you're totally missing out. And when people, you know, think that maybe, uh, you know, these kids aren't athletes or whatever the terminology we use, I can tell you they are amazing competitors. I sat there and watched our, what they call the anchor bowler. Uh, you know, he needed in the tenth round two strikes and a seven or eight count or something to uh, clinch the state championship in the finals. Um, he just calmly stood up there and rolled a strike right in the middle of the pocket. He stood up there again, rolled a strike right in the middle of the pocket, stood up there and threw a nine or whatever it was, and we were in the state championships. And I'm just sitting there going, "Wow!" I mean, to do that with that kind of pressure is just amazing. So, you know, we went into the finals the state finals having and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of the best bowlers in the state are in the bowling alley it's a hundred lane bowling alley out in east orlando and uh so these are the best of the best and there's hundreds of them we went into the uh, final championship round with our kids ranked number one and two uh so i mean uh, the average is like 230 something you know it's like i'm going this is crazy and actually our number the kid that would be our number two bowler technically was actually the one that was uh, number one going into the final so it was kind of a reversal there it, it, it's just amazing and, and when I sit there and watch what those kids do in pressure pack situations and uh, you know to be able to throw a strike's hard enough for, for me but but to just throw it when you absolutely have to do it you know is it you know would be akin to hitting a you know uh, you know, 28 foot three pointer. You know, at the buzzer to win a championship. So, yeah, very impressive. No, no, that's a great point. You know, just the the, the pressure and the the amount of focus that's that's you know, that's necessary to overcome that kind of pressure and uh, the mindset the mental part of the game has just got to be absolutely extraordinary and yeah that's one thing russell is i've learned more about the sport of high school bowling the more i love it because there's just so many as you've pointed out so many little interesting quirks if you will uh that are kind of unique and you don't really have in other sports and one of those as you said is um 
just the intensity of of the fans and of the crowd. You know, I and, and another thing is you know. All these various programs have their own identities, and it's just been, been fun to watch. You know, some of the, the fan bases, shall we say, can get very loud and <laughs> obnoxious from our perspective. And, you know, it's uh, there's a whole backdrop to it that, that makes it a very exciting sport. And it's just one, one more of the, you know, the success of Apopka Blue Darter voice bowling is one more reason it's great to be in Apopka Blue Darter. Now, I did want to also mention... And I, I neglected to mention at the top of the show because I was just listening to sports off the top of my head. And, of course, um, you know, there are a lot of success stories. But boys weightlifting won the, a district championship this year, which is huge. And um, also um, wrestling, boys wrestling won a district championship. And I certainly did, did not want to, to leave those guys out at all. In fact, um, you know, why don't you uh, you know talk about those a little bit? And, and, in fact, with the wrestling coach, we had a new wrestling coach that you hired and brought on. Right, yeah, our wrestling, wrestling team won both the conference and district championships. Uh, they were really high in region. I want to say about fifth in the region. I think they finished 11th in the state, and I believe that's the, the highest finish in the history of the program. So that was, you know, that was pretty awesome. I will say this though, I, yes, uh, I did hire the, the coach last year, Brett Simonelli, but uh, Brett, uh, Brett has moved on. There were some some illnesses or something. His family needed to be a little bit closer to some relatives, and and even though it's not far away, I guess it was just. Uh, a little too tough for him, so he's moved on. So actually, uh, um, actually, I just posted the job, and so we'll be looking to fill that vacancy of head wrestling coach. And I think we had like eight kids win the Metro Conference Championship last year, so I don't. Know, that's pretty. That's pretty dominant. Um, um, well, weightlifting. You were talking about weightlifting, and, and again, you know, district conference champions. You know, the whole ball of wax. And, and uh, one quick story on that. You know, years ago, uh, um, you know, the first year I was at Apopka, the first go-around, uh, is when uh, when we'd hired, uh, you know, Coach Darlington to come back. He'd left and went to Val Austin and did all that, all that fun stuff, I'm sure. But um, so we hired him to come back. And, uh, you know, we gave him that weightlifting job. And... Uh, and so the first year we have weightlifting, and well, we'd had it before, but so his first year back, he came here in January, so he was coaching weightlifting in the spring. And so they go to the conference championship, and the, I didn't go. I had another function on campus or something. But anyway, uh, I get an email. I get an email the next day from the, the school that hosted the conference tournaments. And, the results of the thing, and, and Apopka was last, and we have one point. That's it, one point. And I didn't even know what that meant. I just knew it wasn't good because we were last. I'm not going to be last at anything. You know, if we're playing, you know, if we're playing tic-tac-toe, I'm not going to be last, right? No, that's <laughs> so, good. Uh, if Th- I that's can, a good thing. If I can, well, if, if I can help it. Now, sometimes sometimes the talent level is not there, but this is Apopka High School stuff. So. so, anyway, I gave a uh, – so, so I, I – I, I sh- I, I called Coach Darlington. I said, what is this? Uh, so we have one point. And, uh, and I said to him, I said, I want you to think about that. Put this in perspective. That's one point more than a dead man. <laughs> that, was the way, that was the way I related to it. I said, we just scored one point more than a dead man. And uh, so he laughed. And then, of course, his response was, "Now, do you want to win football championships or weightlifting?" <laughs> and I, I said, "I said, brother, this is Popka High School. We, we want to win it all." 
and uh, he said, okay, I got it. So fast forward, now they've won several conference championships and several district championships. So, so that you know, that was a good little pep talk. You know, he, it, it, it seemed to be effective, right? So. Great to have the backstory there, and uh, you know, congratulations to Coach Dean. Of course, he had a great staff too. Of course, he'd be the first to tell you. I know that that blue coach Coggles. Uh, no, it's, it's the, the staff. The staff, is, the staff is amazing. You know, they got you know Coggle and Anderson and Pellucci. You know, most of the football coaches are involved in that weightlifting program, and. You know, they just you know we just run such a special football program where you know our coaches are involved in everything. We don't have a you know we don't have a JV coach. You know, people like to say, well, that's our JV coach. Our our varsity staff coaches our JV. So anytime you see the junior varsity on the field, they're being coached by the same offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator and position coach uh, as the varsity, and and, uh, and they also are on the sidelines for every freshman game. Uh, you know controlling a lot of what goes on there so uh, you know it's it's a different type program that most people don't run and I think it you know plays out well for us obviously and when we're down to our last couple of minutes with Russell Wombles and Russell before I want to go back briefly to bowling because I, I did want to make sure I'm always want to make sure we always get proper credit which is oftentimes difficult with the short time span but you know, just going back to the to the coaching and uh, of the team now you, you, you had multiple. The, the bowling had multiple head coaches. It started with Coach John Hauser, who, of course, is well documented. His primary background is in wrestling, even not even bowling. He did. You know, he brought home that first championship. Then his son Todd Hauser, uh, who was also a wrestling, the wrestling coach, um, it, it took over and brought home uh, championship state championship hardware. And then I know more recently Doug Campbell has been the coach. And then uh, Coach Eddie Jenkins has been involved now recently. And for some reason I think I may be missing another head coach. If I am, please correct me. But then I do want to mention, what I really wanted to mention was was the influence of Bud Lair, who coached all these guys at the amateur level, you know, the the non-high school level, and helped get a lot of these guys started over over at Weekhiva Brunswick Lanes, which which is, you know, just a huge part of the story. Then, of course, Demetri and P.D. Virgos, you know, their influence. Yeah. Demetrius has the support of their program, and P.D. Virgos, of course, is an outstanding All-State bowler for four years. Right. Well, it actually even goes back further than that. When I first got to Apopka, there was a husband and wife coach combo, uh, Lanny and Sherry uh, Camp. And if I remember right, before I got now it may have been while I was there, they actually won a state championship. Uh, uh, and I remember there was a really good bowler, and I can't. I mean, it's been it's been a long time ago now, but uh, so um, so so actually it evolved from there. And what happened was their daughter took over the program for a year, Sherry, and uh, then you know she was stepped aside. And so what happened was uh, I went out to hire a coach, and I'm going okay. Uh, so I know that knew that Bud Endicott was working with those kids out of Wekiva, and you know in the youth community and all that, but. Um, I kind of advertised the job both uh, primarily on campus, and John Hauser emailed me and said, I'm interested, and I thought to myself, okay, that's bizarre. I don't, don't really know what I'm going to do with a wrestling coach coaching volleyball, or excuse me, bowling, but hey, let's talk. We sit down and talk, and you know, he, he, he sold me. He's like, dude, he said, I don't, you know, I don't know anything about bowling, but I know how to get the best out of kids. He says, you know, they've got a bowling. They've got people that teach them the bowling skills. You know, they just need someone that that can that can you know get the best out of them. You know, and I thought that's great. So that was that was the hire, and it was a highly effective one. And Ty came on as his assistant, and then when John moved on, Ty kind of. 
took over. Uh, and, of course, they had Doug Campbell and Bud Endicott working with them a, a lot of that time. So part of the time Bud was over at Wagawa. But in general, they had those guys kind of handling the uh, technical aspects of it. So, um, you know, when Todd went over to Windermere, I thought, why, why, you know, why fix something that's not broken? So it wasn't like I was going to go out and looking for some amazing bowling coach. We basically turned the boys' program over to uh, Doug completely, and he's the head coach. And then we turned the girls' program over to Eddie Jenkins. But uh, it's always great to have someone on campus who can handle all those education-based responsibilities, you know what I mean, that non-faculty people can't get to because they have day jobs and, you know what I mean, and things of that nature. So Eddie's done an outstanding job there. Uh he was a little bit nervous about taking over, you know, a program that had won four straight state championships. You know, it's like uh, you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, uh, no, no, it's it's an amazing story, and you know, oftentimes of, of uh, it's 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 got its own story of teamwork with the leadership of the coaches, um, because you know, not a lot of times you, you can have too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, a lot of times you have a on paper a great coaching staff or an experienced coaching staff with a lot of credentials and. It doesn't mesh well. Uh, in fact, that's probably more the norm. But it's, it's just amazing how all these different guys that you just mentioned from diff- playing different roles, and it's just worked in concert beautifully. And I, I just think it's an amazing story. It's one of those things I just you know, can't really never get tired of talking about. But anyway, Russell, it's great to have you joining us. We're up on our next break. And appreciate uh, taking a lot of time with us today and, and, and sharing the, the great story of Apopka Blue Daughter Athletics for the year 2017-18. All right, Roger. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, bud. Russell Wombles, athletic director of Apopka High School. It looks like the 2018-2019 school year will be just as exciting. Hey, stick around. We're going to talk with someone that really knows the ins and the outs of Apopka Blue Darter Sports, and that's John Peary from the Apopka Chief. Plus, we say goodbye to an iconic high school football coach. That's all coming up next on the 1520 WBZW Sports Central 2018 Year in Review. Don't go away. To the 1520 WBZW 2018 Sports Central Year in Review. Glad to have you with us. We've been highlighting some of the great interviews that Roger has had over the year. He's got quite a crew with him now. This is from the summer of 2018, featuring John Peary from the Apopka Chief, and plus others talking about the future of Apopka Sports. I'm joined by John Peary, the Apopka Chief and Planner, Brian King, founder of Orlando Baseball Academy, and former Blue Darter assistant football and baseball coach. Hollis Kendall of Southern Safety Services is joining us, and Joe's here as well. So we've got a great crew, and glad that you're joining us today. And uh, why don't we, in our last segment, I mentioned uh, football season's not too far away now. And, um, John, what are, what are your thoughts You know, coming out of spring? What, what were your thoughts on uh, the way the spring practice went for a popkin? Well, I, overall, went went fine. I, I thought, uh, you know, they certainly performed very well. In the in the spring jamboree, scoring 77 points against in, in four quarters of action, two quarters against uh, Deltona Pine Ridge, and two against Orange City University, um, and so uh, you know gave up I think what 21 points uh, in those in that those four quarters of action. So uh, bottom line is uh, you know they've they've found what they want on offensive line and. Uh, 
know, they've, they've been, of course, having workouts through uh, the summer, the, the conditioning drills and whatnot, and, and they were in a seven-on-seven league for a little while, for a few weeks. Um, that's done now. And then, uh, of course, let's see, what's uh, in a week and a half, uh, they'll, they'll go to FCA camp way up in Mariana because of all the issues uh, not being at Stetson anymore or in the land anymore. So bottom line is uh, then the next week, the July 30th, is the day first day of, of fall football practice. And, and, of course, the first five practices have to be uh, non-contact. And uh, and then the next week, uh, first Monday in August, starts uh, the, the real hitting. And then, as you said earlier, on August 17th, the Popical travel to Daytona to play Mainland High School in, in uh the preseason game uh, and then host Okoye on the 24th so you know and then on the 31st we'll travel up to Bartram Trail up in St. John's County so even though the first game doesn't count on the record there'll still be three games played before September ever gets here. It's still hard to get used to, to that you remember back in the day starting about the middle of September but that's the way it is now and uh makes for it was already hot during preseason practice and now yeah, it's yeah. Really it's just hot. a longer hot and you know and i mean with with then they've got to do it with five playoff games uh for for the bigger uh classifications and and uh you know so you back it up you give five if you have five playoff games and an open date uh you know that's and then 10 games that's uh, 16 weeks right there uh that uh, you know a full four months uh and so anyway bottom line is it's yeah, it's now stretched into July and uh, for for preseason uh, for the practice time and uh, it, you know, but uh, I think you know football here at Pop High School is going to continue to be good and uh, this year won't be any exception. Uh, you know, you've got uh, some other teams in the area, obviously, notab- most notably Wakiva is going to be outstanding. Uh, especially defensively, uh, and so we'll see how all that goes. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised as if we see again where Wakiva and Apopka are the two teams to, to come out of that district. Uh, and, and, of course, only one is for sure now guaranteed us the district winner. But uh, bottom line is uh, some good high school football around here, that's for sure. Yeah, which makes it even more interesting. And that's a great point. You know, some of the best high school football in the country, literally right here, teams on our schedule, games that will be played at Roger Williams Field, games that will be played on the road at yeah, teams we're playing. So that's one of the many reasons I'm excited about Apopka football. We'll, be, uh, we'll have the opportunity to watch one of the top best high school programs in the country and playing some other of the best high school programs in the country. And I'd say certainly one of the most most exciting teams in the country, if not the most, with the Coach Darlington's innovative approach, and especially on offense. And uh, Brian, as you uh, look around, who are some of the teams out there uh, that, that look good, you know, that, that would challenge you know, to? Well, you know, I, I think Dr. champions. But besides the two Apopka schools, I think you always got to include Dr. Phillips. Uh, they have a great mix of of. Uh, cultures to play uh high school football uh where they'll have really good yep uh and they have an outstanding staff there as well um you're a former coach over there absolutely uh those the the three uh their top three guys were were played football there when i was there those two years uh and they do an outstanding job um you know uh I, i was impressed to see in the in the uh spring jamboree or spring practice game uh them hammer away at uh uh, Orange City, 
uh, University of Orange City because the last two or three years they've been really athletic and been really good over on that side. Um, again, right on their own schedule, uh, having Lakeland, having Daytona, who, Daytona Beach Mainland, which will be athletic kids. Um, and again, you kind of look up and down their schedule. Um, and, and it's part of the, the preparing for the, for the playoff stuff is uh, almost everybody they play have really athletic kids. And you know what? When you're, when you're even athletically or cl- very similar athletically, uh, you know what? It puts all the work, all the end results on your preparation and your effort leading up to it. And, and that's really what, what it should come down to uh, when good teams play. And uh, that's why I feel confident that we'll have another good year, though, because I, I do think Apopka's staff is as good of any at, in the preparation and getting the kids uh, motivated to play. And while we've got you here, Brian, and take, take advantage of this resource. Now, was the the head coach? I, I know he he played for uh, when when Chip Gerke was a defensive coordinator. Over there was was he there when you were there? Rodney Rodney did play there uh, in ninety uh, five and ninety six. Uh, Rodney Wells, yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a uh, he was an Apopka kind of kid. He was aggressive and physical and competitive. Uh, and again, you can tell by the way their staff put together and the way they're coached that they compete in practice. And that was Rodney. Uh, Rodney was a great boy uh, until the lights came on. And then when the lights came on, it was no all, all deals were off. He was competing to win. And you can tell that's uh, that's exactly what he and his staff uh, have carried over from his playing days because uh, they, they get after you. Yeah, I enjoy watching those two, Popka and, and DP play, just just from a fan standpoint. Yeah, classic just, games. Yeah, players. just just good, hard, great football and uh you know that the, each team's going to be prepared, and, and sometimes it's just a break, a big play. Uh, sometimes, once in a while, things break down on on one side and not the other, and, and it makes a, you know one play can make a difference. In right a game down like to the that. last seconds. Very much. In, in fact, uh, just just an example of that was was uh, we beat them last year uh, during the regular season, and they wound up as as uh, state champions. So. Yeah, they they lost uh, two games in in just a few days to Wakiva and Apopka. And ran the table after that, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, and you know what? That was that screwy part of the schedule with the rainouts, right? And all with the hurricane you know stuff. Yeah. You just really, man, that puts everybody in a predicament playing like they did. But anyway, a lot of great, exciting things on the horizon for Apopka Blue Garter Athletics and specifically football. And I'll remind you as we close out once again, you can hear all the action once again on 1520 WBCW, Apopka's hometown station. Well, Hollis, thank you for joining us. Thank you for allowing me. John? Appreciate it, Roger. Thanks. Always love it when John Peary joins us on the Sports Central program. He always adds such great insight. Well, stick around. We're going to say goodbye to an iconic football coach, Rick Darlington, as he heads to Alabama, and that conversation that he had with Roger not too long ago. That's all on the way next on our 1520 WBZW 2018 Sports Central Year in Review. We'll be right back. Welcome back to our Apopka Blue Darter 2018 Year in Review on 1520 WBZW. There are so many great interviews over the year, all from the front porch of Porky's right here on Main Street, downtown Apopka. But none that evoked so much emotion than this next interview, saying goodbye to an iconic high school football coach, Rick Darlington. Let's join in on the conversation with Roger and Rick. You've really stressed building a culture of teamwork, specifically uh, uh, urging the the players to be a good teammate, putting team 
ahead of individual desires is, is something you stress. I've witnessed that once again myself. You've been very successful with that mission. Can you talk about some of the things that you do to craft that culture of teamwork? I don't know if there's anything specifically you do. You just, when you see selfishness, you call it out, and you always talk about it, and we talk to the kids every day, literally every day of the school year. Every day we see them in the summer. We're talking about team and discipline and integrity and working hard and being you know, a good teammate and leadership and followership. And There's never a day that goes by that we don't talk about those things. So they're just kind of hammered into their head from the time they get in there as a ninth grader to the time they graduate as a senior so there's not a specific plan or formula or leadership manual we go through with the kids i mean those are great things it's just not our way and so i just think it's just and you got to model behavior too as a coach you know kids are going to know if you're selfish or if you're unhumble and so hopefully if they say kids are a reflection of their coach hopefully that's a good reflection we're going to go a little bit longer before we take our break um but i had one more question before we go to our break and that's you know you've been uh from my perspective, you're open about your Christian faith. In fact, you used to have scripture verses posted on the practice field. Does your Christian faith influence you as a coach, and if so, how? It does, I think, in the way you treat people. You know, and that's not to say any of us are perfect. And I've got a, a lot of Christian coaches on staff, and we and we mess up. You know, we don't always do it perfect, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're forgiven. <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, and we've dealt with this before, you know, we wanted to pray with our guys. They said we couldn't pray with them. That got bigger because when we started having them pray at midfield without us, and they got bigger and bigger and bigger, and that was great. God does that. You know, He takes things the devil's trying to use for bad and uses it for good. But I think that just Christian qualities, you know, are, are, are good qualities to have in your program. And in today's world, with the kids bombarded with so much bad stuff, when you just think about what's on their phone, what they can get to on their phone immediately, and they never get off their phones, I don't apologize for praying with them or praying for them or talking to them about good things. Because, again, whether you use a scripture to talk about humility or a story about Abraham humility or Abraham Lincoln to talk about humility, it doesn't matter. You're still using whatever resource you're using. I've always said if you're a Christian coach you want to talk about Jesus, go for it. If you're an Army Ranger and you want to talk about you know Ranger school, then go for it. you got to use as a coach your background. And we've never excluded kids from other religions and, and said, well, that's not good. And this is the only way to go. And that's not our place as public educators. I just think that we use our background and we teach from what we know. And so, again, whatever our coaches teach about, I don't think Christianity should be excluded from uh, the classroom or from school. But I got to say, neither should Buddhism or, you know, any other religion. I just think that as an educator or as a coach, as as a role model, as a mentor, you're going to use your background. But again, we don't force it. We don't mandate it. And I can say this in 30 years of coaching i've never one time had a kid who didn't want to be any a part of any of our activities that they felt that we were you know thumping them with a bible that we excluded them because they are another religion or no religion we've never had a kid asked to step outside you know because we we're going to have a prayer because we don't do it in a confrontational or dogmatic way i hate that i hate 
Christians that are dogmatic and judgmental and think they're better. You know, sometimes I've said, and I'd hate to say this, but the worst thing about Christians to give them a bad name is other Christians. You know, because so many Christians can be that. And the bottom line of Christianity is it's about love. You know, Jesus said you'll be known by your love. And if we love kids, whether it's from a Christian background or viewpoint or not, that's what the world needs to make it a better place. There's too much hate and judgment and anger and taking sides anyway, and I don't think that Christianity needs to be a part of that. I think it needs to transcend that, and I think that the way we love our guys is the way they're going to remember us. If we love them well, then they'll think that we were great role models and coaches. If we don't love them well, then that'll be our judgment. One more question I'd like to slip in before we go to break. I do want to mention that we missed John Peary from being here. You know, he's done a phenomenal job of covering your situation. I asked John here. not to come because I don't like him. So. <laughs> okay. I wonder. Just kidding. <laughs> no, we, 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 we invited him to be here. And, uh, and he, yeah. just, he said no because he doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one thing that I have observed, and uh, you know, I want to make sure I'm getting it right, and correct me, of course, if I'm not, but. If I'm not mistaken, you actually had a policy, or might even still have it, of of not cutting players who aren't very talented, but who persevere and do all the hard work that you demand in the program. Uh, is that accurate? Well, that's easy. I mean, there's not a limit of guys in the playoff or in the in football, except for the playoffs, which is stupid. But another stupid rule. But uh, uh, basketball, how many uniforms you have? Maybe 15. Okay, baseball, I don't know, maybe 20. In football, I can have 100. I mean, Alabama, they have 130 on the roster. So it's like, why would you cut a kid if you don't have to cut a kid? If he wants to play, he's got desire. Because here's the thing. High school football and sports in general is the best part of a kid's growing up time. Yes, it is. Think about it. Not just football, but all your memories are... Again, I'm nothing against academics. I love, I mean, I don't say I love academics, but I (laughs) I respect academics. I've been through them. But you don't have memories of your English class. You know, you don't have memories of, boy, that group of kids we had in physics that year was just special. (laughs) But you think about your sports teams and your football and all the sacrifice and the year-round work and all that. And so it's like, if it's the best thing, I've always said this, it's not what a young man gives to us, it's what we can give to him and what we can make his life to be. And so uh, there's been guys on our team that had no ability and never gotten a game. But they'll go back and say that, man, it was the best part of my high school career is playing on that football team. There's dozens, if not hundreds of them. But let's just say I cut a kid because he had no ability. Now, did I do a good thing? I'm hard. I cut him. That's just ridiculous. It goes back to the love thing. I don't think we're loving kids if we're doing that. But there's only benefits of those kids being on the on the team. You know, there was a joke going around where you say, never cut a fundraiser, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But there's no reason to cut any kids because, again, being out there on that team and being a part of it is just something so special in their life. You know, it's probably their best memories. And that's one thing I've always observed, and uh, Coach doesn't always agree with me necessarily, but if you look at the Apopka football program under Coach Strongton, I see guys that I don't think would be playing for any other, especially no. Class 8A team. I mean, they're not I, what I call them non-eye test guys. Short yeah. short guys, skinny guys, fat guys, <laughs> unathletic-looking guys are, are all have a chance to be a part of a, of a state championship. Now, they can't be football all program. that. They can't be short, <laughs> skinny, <laughs> fat, and unathletic, but that's a bad – but we won't cut them. No, no. They just might not be contributing too much on the field. Off the field, of course. Real quick, if I could jump back to the Christianity side. How 
is that going to play in Alabama? Will they still allow you? Well, to yeah, probably, the, a lot better, probably a lot yeah, better than Florida. That's, that's the Bible Belt. <laughs> the superintendent told me that if they, like they say, a prayer on the PA announcement before the game, and everyone bows their head and all that. Wow. Okay, but he told me he goes, if they try to stop me from doing that, I'll have all eight thousand people pray the Lord's prayer in unison, <laughs> and so that would be something, wouldn't it? So yeah, it's kind of the Bible Belt, and again, that's uh. That's something nice. that would be, I'm sure, much more re- well-received in such an area in the South. So, you know, there's that. But, again, that's not the reason I went there. That was just something I learned once I went up there. You're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. Joe Ferraro is here. We're speaking with Apopka Blue Darter football coach Rick Darlington. And uh, we'll just skip, skip might, the next might break. As well, because we got only five minutes yeah, left. Yeah, we got about hour. five more minutes. Unfortunately, it's all. But now, I would like to ask you, Coach, um, have you had a chance to reflect back? And, and if so, what are some of the things? And, you know, we, I could make a whole year-long show just on that. But that, that really stand out to you as, as your top moments here? As, well, as obviously, win a state championships here is special. Um, Doing it with my son, Zach, was great. But Tyler was a great captain, too, and he didn't win any. He kind of was a forerunner. He said, I'm like Moses. I, I, I dragged this around in the wilderness for 40 years, didn't get to enter the promised land. <laughs> Zach did. You know, and when Ty was winning all those wars in college, Zach would go, do you have a state championship ring, Ty? So there's kind of a rivalry on that. And, you know, Jackson wanted to win one here, and so that's hard to take him away from that potential. But, you know, he was excited about it. So coaching my sons has been a really cool thing, winning state championships. But it's just all kinds of things. You know, seeing young men succeed. There's a guy on our team this year named Wayne Gibson. He never played high school football before this year. He bounced from school to school to school. He was at Sheeler Academy. And a youth coach, Anthony Fieldings, taught me into giving Wayne a chance to come out. So I gave him a chance. And I, I, I didn't want to do it because I thought a senior never played. He'll spoil the mix. I talked to Wayne. I felt, you know, this kid's worth a chance. Well, then I checked his grades. He had seven credits. I mean, he can't get into our high school. He's got to stay at Sheeler. Well, one of our assistant principals helped him get in the school. He ended up being maybe our best defensive player. He's a great kid. Teachers love him. He has no home support at all. Lives with a cousin. No one supporting him. Okay, He's going to graduate on time. Got him chances to play college football. He's going to wow. get a college degree because he came out to play for a Popka High School. Six months ago, I didn't know who Wayne Gibson was. So stories like that, stories about Tez, stories about Chandler, all the way back 17 years. The stories of young men succeeding because of our football program, and they're the ones that will tell you that. They'll tell you that, you know, I went in the service, I went through boot camp, and it was nothing compared to what we do in one day in the summer. And we hear those stories all the time. That makes you proud. And the thing is, when kids are playing for me or uh, they don't appreciate it much, probably. They probably don't even like it or like me. It takes about five or ten years down the road to realize, oh, my gosh, that was really special. And that's when they start thanking you and telling you good things about the program. But it takes a while. It's like when you're at Paris Island in the Marines, you're not thanking your drill instructor. you know. No, but, then, but then down the road, that's when you do it. So, again, lots of memories of guys, lots of memories of teachers, faculty, you know, administrators. People of the town, crowds, lots of great memories. No bad memories. It's been a great time. And, again, I have nothing bad to say about Apopka. It's a great place. And I'm, 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 I'm proud to have been the coach. And, and uh, I'll definitely be keeping up with the Blue Darters from afar. Certainly appreciate everything that you've done to just to build young men of character. 
you know, as you as you have said, uh, to, to build young men of, of significance, to live a life of significance, uh, and um, you know, and of course, all the great on the field memories as well. Thanks. Well, that's it. Our 2018 year in review with Roger Franklin Williams and Blue Darter Sports Central. Heard every Friday at 11 o'clock and again on Saturdays at 11 a.m. And we'll see you on the court, on the field, on the diamond, at the bowling alley, wherever our teams are going to be out there playing sports. We'll be there. Okay, hey, and we wish you a joyous and prosperous new year. That's our 1520 WBZW 2018 year in review. This has been an exclusive broadcast of Salem Media Group Orlando. All rights reserved.